Hello and welcome to this Gateway House podcast. My name is Deepika Vikram Singh and I'm a website associate here at Gateway House. The IMF recently announced in their half-yearly global financial stability report that the world is approaching another financial crisis. Today we have with us Anoop Singh. Anoop Singh is our distinguished fellow in geoeconomic studies and he's also the former director of the Asia and Pacific departments and the former director of the Western Hemisphere departments of the IMF. Thank you for joining us Anoop. Um so day before yesterday the IMF announced in their uh, yearly uh, half yearly global financial stability report that um the world may may head into another financial crisis. Um keeping that in mind what are some of the more pressing global factors that have led to this uh, urgent call to action from the IMF? Okay, would well, I make uh, two points? Uh the first is that this is a reaction to the turbulence in financial markets the last 6 months. And you know that uh, earlier this year there was a considerable turbulence as markets reacted quite sharply uh, to concerns about economic risks and about other factors including China. Now since then markets have improved and markets have improved for a number of reasons uh, some of the economic news has improved especially about China and also there is a sense that the US Fed will be more cautious in raising interest rates now what i'm trying to say is that financial markets have been at the forefront of concerns the last 6 months and my own sense is that the financial market negative reaction was sharper than justified by fundamentals one can also make the point that the recent improvements are also uh, stronger than justified by fundamentals so what we're seeing which is not surprising is financial markets are reacting sharply up and down to uncertainties Now in my view the reason why the IMF is calling for global action is that the economic risks remain there is likely a tightening of financial conditions and so what the IMF is saying is that important structural actions need to be taken to deal with the economic risks so that these turbulence in markets do not start again there is considered to be a, a bit of an economic slowdown with uh, the emerging markets uh, countries like brazil and china being most notable among those so um so what you what you're putting forward is that um it's more of a warning but the signs do seem to be there well coming back to the imf you remember that in 2008 the imf pressed the g20 for a fiscal stimulus of 2% and from any point of view that call had a great effect in avoiding a deep recession so what the imf is now saying is that g20 countries and globally need to act on monetary policy on fiscal policy and most importantly on structural reforms 
to deal with the economic risks. Right. Now, coming to your question on emerging markets, emerging markets have been a source of concern for several years. It's not just the last few months. You remember that the last four years, emerging markets growth has been falling in terms of its potential growth almost every year. The concerns today are from China. My own view is the concerns on China are also overdone. There is a rising consensus that China will grow around 6.5%. The problem with emerging markets is that they have lost potential growth. The productivity has gone down. A lot of the positive factors affecting emerging markets have narrowed, such as the role of China, such as commodity markets and prices. So emerging markets need to deliver higher productivity. And I think that is the main concern looking ahead. Coming back to what you said about structural reforms, what are some of the structural reforms that um, that India can implement to uh, safeguard itself against against any future financial dangers? But you know, India, I think we should take a positive approach. India's growth of well over seven percent is high, both from cyclical reasons and structural reasons. Mm-hmm. I think the finance minister budget uh, was very effective in making the point that with growth at this level, we don't need to have an additional fiscal stimulus and that India will keep to its targets for fiscal consolidation. What I think the minister is trying to say is that we need to reduce the crowding out of the private sector, which has been a problem in India for a long time. We need to look at structural reforms in India that will deliver more growth over the medium term. Now, obviously, what India needs is more investment. Mm -hmm. And the investment we need is not only from the public sector, it's equally from the private sector, which means that the crowding out of the private sector that has been a factor in India for many years, this needs to be reduced. And it is uh, very good that the government is planning to do that And this was the reason the fiscal stance in the budget was to maintain the projected consolidation in the fiscal accounts. There is one more point I might make, and that is like China, like India and other emerging markets, there are concerns that capital is beginning to move out of emerging markets. This is causing problems for the corporate sector and for banks. As you know, India has a problem too. China has a a problem too. So an important structural reform is to try to clean up the corporate sector, restructure bank balance sheets, recapitalize banks, and make sure that banks are able to finance growth. So recently, Raghuram Rajan, uh, the RBI governor for India, has has suggested that um, the IMF, uh, that bodies like the IMF need to undergo a certain amount of change in order to address the needs of, of the global markets. So, um, in, your, in, in your opinion, from your experience with the IMF, um, 
and and with your background in geoeconomics what are some of the structural changes that the imf themselves uh could uh could implement in order to make themselves uh better prepared for a potential uh, financial crisis well there are a couple of things uh, that are underway one is the imf certainly has the resources uh with the completion of the 14 quarter review to be a lender of last resort as needed by emerging markets and other countries that are facing financing difficulties internationally but that is the financing point beyond that the imf needs to be more effective in its surveillance activities and that is why it is making the call today for greater global policy action to ensure that the risks ahead are addressed that is also very important and then i think the governor rajan has made the point that there is a differentiation between the monetary policy of advanced countries and i think he's saying that there needs to be an institution that can look at the spillover effects of national monetary policies that is an important point and i think in the uh, years ahead the imf has to play perhaps more of a role something like a global central bank i've uh, recently written an article which is coming out soon which makes the case why the world needs an institution to be more like a global central bank and probably the imf is the best equipped to be that institution but it will require a consensus on the constitution of the imf that will take time to happen but i think mr rajan is making the point that the spillover effects of national monetary policies needs to be addressed more carefully and in my view that needs to be done by an institution like the imf uh, and that's important in the years ahead uh thank you for for sharing your insights thank you for listening to this gateway house podcast if you'd like to hear more please subscribe to our podcast and if you enjoyed this show please give it a favorite or a like and share it your continued support is what helps make this show a reality you can find us on soundcloud facebook twitter and itunes